Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Courtside with Beelance and Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. We are happy to have us on tonight, the founder of Spec Tennis, Nate Gross. Spec Tennis is played on a pickleball court, and all that is needed is a paddle and orange dot low compression tennis balls. With both paddle and pickleball picking up popularity, Nate has sort of combined the two. We are happy to have with we are happy to have him on with us tonight. So please welcome to the pod, Nate Gross, Paddle, Pickleball. I can't say those things uh, back to back too good. So sorry about the uh, fudging the intro a little bit. But that being said, Nate, thanks so much for coming on and, and talking about all things spec tennis. Hey, David, thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. So, I mean, give it, give us what this is all about. I see it. I see it on social media. I see some of your stuff that you're posting. Um, the Tell us what this is all about. So I'm a tennis teaching pro. And um, about five years ago, I saw a pickleball court for the first time. And I'd, I'd been in Connecticut a little bit. So played some paddle tennis, uh, also called platform tennis. Also played some paddle tennis that they have in Venice Beach near the boardwalk. And I kind of wondered if I could play something like that on the pickleball courts because I like the size of the court. So I went out there and tried it and the ball was a little bit too fast for the court size. I was using a platform tennis paddle at the time, um, but being a tennis pro, I know that there's other balls out there. So I tried it with an orange ball and it was actually quite fun. And so I thought, well, this is fun for my dad and I, maybe it's fun for other people as well. And so that summer I put together a tournament, uh, rounded up a bunch of tennis players in my area, just coming in cold. They'd never tried it before. And they had a blast. And so that was kind of how I thought, well, this could be actually a sport. And from there, um, I initially created it as a fun experience. But then I started um, experimenting in my tennis lessons, teaching tennis skills to players using the paddle first and the lower bouncing ball. And I've just been kind of running with it ever since. It's been um, a great way to get people into tennis, in my opinion. And also, I find that people can learn the tennis skill faster and be able to actually play tennis a lot quicker than they would if they just went the traditional tennis only method. So cool. Um, I guess because this is all kind of new to, to a lot of us, um, tell us a little bit about your tennis background. Cause I know you were tennis first and then this is starting to evolve. So talk a little bit about that. And then how, um, like you said, you just kind of with, with everything being more popular with paddle and, and pickleball, it just kind of fell into place. Yeah, so I played, um, I played junior tennis in Northern California, then I played uh, Division I college tennis. Um, but one of the things that I've, I've been thinking about lately a lot is um, it's a grind out there when you're playing junior tennis and um, high school tennis and that sort of thing. So I would have liked to have something like this as a kid to be able to just every once in a while just go out there and play with my buddies. Um, because as I'm sure you probably know, tennis is a real grind. You're out there by yourself. A lot of kids burn out. And I think this would have just been a nice, fun supplement as a, as a side note. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, some people ask the question, well, or paddle or, or pickleball or what you say, spec tennis, is it kind of taking away from uh, the sport of tennis? That's always kind of a delicate question. I, I think in your case, you're kind of complimenting, uh, you're complimenting the other racket sports, um, which I think maybe in this industry, we all should kind of embrace a little bit more instead of uh, viewing it as, as maybe taking away tennis players. Yeah, I don't think it's taking away tennis players. I mean, I think that tennis is not able to capture 100% of the of the available people out there. And so if you don't have an alternative racket sport, they're just going to do some other kind of activity, whether it be you know, mountain biking or something like that. So they're going to be doing something. And so why not have them do an alternative racket sport? And then a, I think a certain percentage of those people are actually going to transition into tennis. And so 
I've been getting a lot of players on the court who it's much easier of a sell to get them to try a spec tennis class with me than it is a tennis class because they have friends who play tennis and know how hard it is, how much money you have to spend, that kind of thing. And so it's much easier for me to get somebody out on the spec tennis court. And then later I say, hey, you, you're rallying, you're, you're doing well, you want to try tennis now, and then they, they try it. And so there's a certain percentage, I think, that are going to transition to tennis no matter what, um, even if you start them off in an alternative racket sport. Oh, for sure. Now, when you say when you're teaching um, people how to play spec tennis, it's not just like when we talk 10 and under tennis, you, you generally talk about the little kids, right? You're doing this with little kids, you're doing this with adults, it's all ages. And it's just kind of an easier way you feel to, to learn the sport of tennis if that's the route you want to go later on. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the good thing about it is there's no negative stigma like this is kids tennis, um, because the adults and kids use the same ball, the same paddle, the same size court. And so kids typically like to play with their parents are playing. So if they're going out there and playing the same thing as them, and then you're training that in their tennis lesson, they don't have a problem with that. They like it a lot. Um, for example, I had two ladies. Um, I taught them for about a year tennis lessons. They signed up for tennis lessons. Um, from day one, I brought the paddles on the court, was testing their skill level of just brand new players, you know, seeing if they could complete certain checkpoints and so it got to the point where we started with the paddle every lesson. I gave them paddles to take home so that they could practice because that's one of the toughest things I find in tennis is you can give a great tennis lesson, but then the students don't often practice what you learned, what they learned in the lesson. And it's not really their fault. It's just that if they go out with a player of similar level, you're right, they're going to have really short rallies. Like say they're practicing an overhead. It's just overhead and then the point's over or the other person can't lob properly to give them an overhead. And so I found that by asking them to practice with spec tennis, they actually like to do it and um, they progress a lot faster. So we would always start the lesson with the spec tennis paddles, with the spec tennis ball. And then as I introduced the skill and put them in various scenarios with that skill, then I said, okay, grab your tennis racket now. And we sometimes we'd still be with the orange ball and then we'd move back to the yellow ball and we move back from the net. And so the whole thing was kind of a progression based approach, which I think in all, most other areas of life um, use a progression-based approach. So for example, math, you don't learn how to multiply before you learn how to add and subtract. And so it made a lot of sense to me. It made a lot of sense to them. And I've just uh, just been doing it that way ever since. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about the 10 and under stuff too, you got the, what, the, the, the red ball, then the orange ball, the green dot and regular. Um, exactly. It, it does make a lot of sense. It's interesting. So um, are you, you're kind of, I believe, like the pioneer of this. Are there other people like you um, doing spec tennis and are there, are there current tournaments or is, is it sanctioned? Are there rankings? Where do you kind of see this going from, from here? Um, I hope that it can actually become the, the kind of the go-to pathway for tennis development. Um, like we were talking about earlier with the red, orange, green, I think the concept is, is really good, but I don't think a lot of people buy into it. Um, you know, coaches, parents, players, they're not that into it. You see a lot of seven-year-old kids using a yellow ball, developing, you know, extreme grips because they're having to play a lot of high balls and the rallies aren't as productive playing on that bigger court and things like that. So I really think it could become a pathway for tennis development. Um, somebody put the idea in my head a while back. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with futsal, but that's what uh, the high level soccer players used to train now for soccer. And it's essentially soccer on a smaller field with a little different ball, uh, fewer players. And so it really forces players to develop control, tactical awareness. They have to make these quick passes in a small area. And then when they get back to the bigger soccer field, everything feels so much easier. And so it's kind of the same concept training on a spec tennis court, even as a high level tennis player, it's hard to put the ball away. If you hit a a good volley that would normally be a winner in tennis. The guy's usually getting that back. And so you really have to develop the point 
And so I, I think it can really be a pathway. Um, and then the other thing is um, you asked about uh, tournaments. We're currently planning a tournament um, with a, a partner in Florida right now, a national tournament for February. So that's going to kind of be uh, the first tournament in a while with COVID. I was doing a few tournaments a year in Northern California uh, before that. And uh, it's estimated there's about 4,000 to 4,500 players um, in the U.S. and then a few other countries as well, Canada, Australia. And so I think with uh, the growth of pickleball, though, I think there's pretty big potential to grow big um, and have it be kind of recognized everywhere, um, simply because every time you put a pickleball court in, you can also play spec tennis on it. Um, you can also play on any tennis court as well. So it's becoming very accessible, um, which I think is a huge benefit of it. Now, now are there rankings yet or not quite? Yeah, so there was rankings for the tournaments uh, that, that I ran, um, but we just kind of put together a little more formal ranking system uh, with three different levels, which can be expanded as we get more players and more, more divisions as well. But uh, I like the idea of uh, like a gender-based ranking system like the UTR. Um, so instead of the USTA system where you have men and women, you know, 3.0, 3.5, that sort of thing, having a numbered rating system where it's, you can have a man and a woman playing together if they're at the same level. And you can also have an, um, you know, a kid playing against an adult if they're at the same level. Cause I think that's really, really makes it inclusive for everybody. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, interesting. So if people want to learn more about this, I know you got, you got the spec tennis website and they reach out to you uh, on social media somewhere. Yeah, spectennis.com is the best place to start. Um, you can reach out to me via email, nate at spectennis.com. And then also if you search uh, Spec Tennis on Facebook, also search Spec Tennis on Instagram. Uh, we're on all those uh, platforms. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks for uh, taking time out of your evening talking about this. It's, it's interesting, all these different types of racket sports. And again, a lot of it's like you said, it's complementary to tennis. It's not taking people away. It's it's like you said, it's the inver- it's, it's actually the reverse. You could actually be adding more people to tennis who maybe wouldn't even try it in the first place. So, um, yeah, Nate, I think so, especially, I, I, oh, sorry, I was going to just comment on that. Um, one more thing, because, uh, everybody's talking about a big tennis boom during the pandemic. And I think it's slightly artificial just because tennis was one of the, the outdoor activities that you could actually do. I mean, you can't necessarily go into a gym and play basketball or volleyball, the other team sports like that. So a lot of people are playing tennis, but I think that, um, you know, us as a tennis industry needs to try to keep these people in tennis. And so I think spec tennis can be a way to do that and also get new players onto the court as well. Awesome, man. Name that website one more time. Spectennis.com. That's S-P-E-C tennis.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Nate. Best of luck. And uh, we'll, we'll be sure we're following uh, the developments. Spec tennis. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks so much for having me.